episode 185 of the BizTalk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. The restaurant and hospitality industries have been hardest hit by the pandemic. Timory and Patrick Shibley are hanging in there with their popular Doodah Diner. But it's been a tough year, and Timory is wrapping up her year as board chair of the Kansas Restaurant and Hospitality Association. They joined me to tell their story in this episode of the podcast. It's just one example of the struggles small businesses are going through. We'll talk to them in a moment. First, let me tell you about the big story in the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. The Wichita Business Journal recognizing outstanding performance in marketing with our 2020 Marketing Awards. 27 winners are featured in our coverage that begins on page 13. Also this week, our continuing focus on excellence in healthcare. 22 individuals recognized. Page 37. This week's list, two of them on banks. One ranked by market share, the other ranked on consolidated assets, pages 4 and 6. We're here to help by providing business intelligence. We've got it every week in our leads section. Bankruptcies, new real estate deals, building permits, also new corporations, who owes back taxes, court judgments. Our leads section this week begins on page 52. Equity Bank has been our sponsor from the start, episode 1. Equity Bank means business. That's why they've created business solutions to help you solve your business challenges. Visit them today at equitybank.com. Timory and Patrick Shibley, thank you so much for being with us. We appreciate it. We know you're busy and uh, we appreciate you taking some time to give us an update. Well, thank you for having us back. You bet. Well, we last spoke in the spring, early summer. It was June. During the shutdown, you took the opportunity to do some renovations. When you were ready to reopen, you set up a special place for carryout orders, and you would rearrange the diner in preparation for customers coming back in. Well, bring us up to date on how things have gone since then. How did it go after reopening? Well, first of all, that seems like two years ago. It does. <laughs> it does. I mean, that just seems so long ago. It's, it um, definitely seems like physically two years ago. Right, yeah. (laughs) So, um, well, we ended up getting reopened on June 30th. And, um, you know, it felt so darn good after three and a half months. I mean, um, it's funny now that I'm, I'm thinking back to that time, one of my biggest stresses before we reopened was that I was gonna be adamant about the masks. And I was really fearing some pushback on that. And I, so, so now jump ahead, what, six months or yeah, six months and masks are like such a, an everyday part of your life that it's funny to think, not funny because don't be confused. This is the word mask is definitely a four letter word in 2020. Right. Based on the debate. But um, yeah, we've come a long way in these six months. It's been quite a roller coaster in numerous ways. So you've been able to get back, get people back into the restaurant. You're at what half capacity at this point in November? 
yeah when we reopened we've been at half capacity since we reopened we um at the beginning we had all of we had half of the tables actually physically removed out of the building um and then we finalized closing down the Duda market and that has since turned into another um used car lot and that was a big necessary closure to a chapter um it felt really good to be able to move past from that um but um that was our storage that was our storage right so we um put the ta all the tables back into the diner um that would have been in october and but we've continued a very strict we've all because we just felt like when we closed in march and our reputation as being crowded and busy and a long wait we did everything above and beyond more so and we had numerous customers let us know they didn't appreciate it let us know i had one lady in my face telling me to have fun going broke um because of the mask situation no because we were seating at half capacity oh and then she could rattle off 10 restaurants that weren't and that we were doing this by our own choice and it was absolutely ridiculous um and that you know patrick and i are foodies we don't honestly shamefully do a lot of cooking at home we eat out a lot and we dine in and i am not here to criticize or call anybody out because this is truly a game of pure survival um i can only speak for my own restaurant and on my own team and my own customers and what i want to interact around and it just was never an option for us um but then again it, like you know i kind of i think the restaurant world and i think for other owners it, it is for survival at times um but they also feel like if a customer isn't comfortable they have the option to carry out or go somewhere else right so you know um there's I'm just really the surprised. rules are so ambiguous right yeah i'm really surprised because your customer base is really loyal and and they've come to know you guys and i, I suppose not everybody there's some people who are new to the restaurant but i'm surprised that you would have people react that way and i'm i'm i feel bad for that because that's that's not what you guys are about well thank you and you know it's not and we still do our new customer it's we still get a 60 to 70%. Yeah, we are getting 60 to 70% new customers according to um our point of sale system and and they're then travelers, right? they're tra yeah, on the weekends we are a road trip destination very popular from Oklahoma and the Kansas City area. Um Nebraska. in Nebraska and we've had an I I mean it seems to be for foodies out there we all get it. Um, right. They're bored at home there's you know no activities in their hometown and so let's hop in the car and enjoy each other's company go have a great meal and come back 
Right. So um, we do get those on the weekends. And on the weekends, honestly, um, up until mid-November, we were always on a wait on Saturday and Sunday. But the analogy, when you have 50% capacity, who my daughter in college, I said, imagine starting your semester out knowing the best you're going to do is a 50 or 55%, which is a big fat F. Right. Um, our business, our remodel, our business plan wasn't meant to run at 50% capacity. Right. So couple that with what's really, I think, had a surprising, I guess it shouldn't have been surprising, but our weekday business has really dissolved. Really? Um, nobody's downtown. Nobody's downtown. And we're not alone. It's not, which is probably the only comforting, not comforting, but it's, it's all of us downtown restaurants are struggling. We don't, I mean, the hotel at Waterwalk turned into apartments. You know, the hotels are maybe at 10 to 15% capacity. There's nobody working in the offices and people's traffic patterns change. And right. I understand that. I absolutely do. So it's really trying to pivot and rebrand ourselves that when we reopened, we reduced our menu by half. We almost half by probably 40% at least. And what we did was we wanted items that we truly knew would travel well, knowing that carry out would be a key. Plus we also needed to reduce the number of, of cooks in the kitchen. So that meant eliminating some of the menu items. Um, I wanted to ask you about your staff since you bring that up. Have you been able to retain everybody? And I know the last time we talked, some of them were reluctant to come back with the, with the unemployment. Um, mm -hmm. Have you been able to retain your staff or hire new folks? We were, we were, we had <coughs> all, I mean, we opened, we didn't, we weren't going to need our full staff of 43 that we closed with because of our half capacity. So we reopened with 22. And um, so for the most part, the answer is going to be yes, other than we have had now that we've been open for five months plus, um, we've had certain positions that have been really hard to maintain and to fill. And it's more of the general utility type and the dishwashing roles. It has, um, been a real struggle. And what's even a bigger struggle um, that I find common with my other restaurant owner comrades is the unpredictability of sales. We can have an influx one day and we can have crickets the next day. And there's no true rhyme or reasons of being able to set a pattern. Um, so that has been a real challenge with staffing. Um, and, and I just confirmed, um, I was at the old mill tasty shop for lunch. I love them. I, Patrick and I are daily supporting restaurants that we ourselves want to see, make it through this. And he and I were both talking about small business Saturday was the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Right. 
that Saturday was the worst Saturday we've had since we've reopened. And it was 50% of what our new normal of a Saturday post reopening should have been. And I wasn't relieved, but we weren't alone. Um, and it's just people's, you know, it was a holiday weekend. So it was a big COVID holiday weekend. Well, there's no norms. Right. So to try to go back and say, well, we should have done this. It's, you know, it's hard. And we, we had a phenomenal holiday meal. We, we did a Thanksgiving to go. We did it, sold um, one order that would feed two people. And honestly, 90% of our orders were for just the one. So I, I know people were truly embracing because that's a hard meal to prepare for two people. You bet. Um, so it was very popular. Um, what we sold with that would have been comparable to a normal day of business. And since we were closed for Thanksgiving, um, it was kind of a wash for us, honestly. Um, so we planned to do it again for Christmas and um, we sold out very soon. So that was, um, that was good news. We should be able to do a, more production for the Christmas. Um, but we're just constantly evolving and whether it's the Doodah Diner or the other Wichita restaurant owners, I'm so proud of my industry. We have been the hardest hit. We are taking the biggest, you know, hits from, from, I don't want to say all the media, but it, we can't say that it's when a group of people convened at a place, whether they were in their home or in a location together and somebody catches it, whose fault is it? Is it right. truly the establishment? Um, you know, as the chairman of the board of the restaurant association for this year, I have my last real board meeting tomorrow and it, I'm sure they can't wait for this, to, this year to move on fast enough. Um, but we have fought long and hard all year that, for the rights of the restaurants and that we aren't truly, there's no proof that we are the cause. Um, we're regulated. We've been regulated since we had to open our doors for business by the Kansas Department of Agriculture, right. our food safety, our cleaning standards. We have been doing these things always. So um, now, you know, with liquor store sales on the rise and with bars having to close down, we, I know of five people who have speakeasies in their garages. <laughs> and I mean, my father's family owns a liquor store in Oklahoma. Skyrocket sales doesn't quite cover it. Um, so at least if they are in bars and restaurants, we're regulating and spacing for those who do. So, right. and I do believe it's the majority of the restaurant of our industry that is adhering to the guidelines, especially now that cases are so on, you know, the increase. Right. How are you feeling mentally? I think I asked you that before. And I know <laughs> I I was tired now, then. <laughs> here, we, here we are in November. That's exactly right. You were tired then. How, how are you, how are you getting along? How are you doing this? You know, it's really, 
I'm gonna say fair to ab fair to partly cloudy. Um, I had a heart wrenching conversation with staff on Saturday morning pre shift. Um, one person in particular just really I don't want to get fired. I don't want to get furloughed. I don't, and I'm like I'm the last person that wants to do that to you. It's the hardest part about being an entrepreneur and a small business owner right. is getting others to buy into your belief and your passion and your systems and them giving it their all to your cause. And um, like I said to him, am I really the one firing you if there's no customers coming in the door? Right. So mentally I'm fair to partly cloudy. Patrick, where are you? <laughs> Oh, well, I can say this, that, you know, I probably, I work pretty hard in general, but I probably haven't, I'm working twice as hard as I ever did at, for, you know, cross your fingers for hopefully breaking even. Right, right. And that's the whole goal. And it's just like exhausting. And mentally, yeah, it's taking a toll on me. So much so that breaking even is not our goal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Just get close. Right. No. <laughs> Lord, let there be a profit. But yeah, breaking even right now would be good. Right. And we've got the, the vaccine that's coming out. Uh, and then locally, 737 MAX has been recertified. Uh, it's not production is not going to come roaring back, but some of those jobs are going to come back. How do you feel going into the next year, getting rid of 2020 and going into 2021? Are you feeling any optimism? Unfortunately, I don't think, I mean, I, I believe that normality might start in June, not normality, the start of normality. Right. Because by the time they give it to all the front line and the seniors and the disabled, and by the time it gets to us, you know, it takes two doses, that's 60 days in itself. You know, I can, may, I can visualize it, and I hope my vision is true. <laughs> I know a lot of restaurants, I mean, if, and now, with, I mean, so many of us are hoping for federal assistance. Um, that's starting to look bleaker and bleaker as the session comes to an end Friday. Right. So I think that's, I really was holding on to hope and the National Restaurant Association, they're fighting so darn hard for us. I really let myself go to a place that I truly believed there would be, there had to be, there just has to be something. Um, not maybe necessarily specific for the restaurant industry, but there has to be something. And I'm kind of trying to resolve that that might not be the case. So um, I think I'm just as concerned about my own restaurant as the fact that this year I've talked to so many others and I'm in constant contact with so many others that it's kind of a collective depression trying to hold each other up so mentally we're tired we're exhausted we just want people to embrace carry out we get it you know what we've all now had or 
I've had friends die of this disease. We've put out countless of our take and bake meals to friends who have had it, to single moms with their kids at home because they're in the hospital. I mean, we've done a lot of reaching out that we're not really trying to look for recognition for. It's just been exhausting right. to keep our staff, you know, encouraged and they're dealing with their own, you know, it's everybody's needing help right now. And it's really not so much about the bottom line as just making sure that your brother and your neighbor are, are taken care of. And I just have to say it's in God's hands and what's going to happen is going to happen. And I know that however the chips fall, we have given it our absolute all. And, and there's some things that are out of our control. Right. And if this is, you know, if this is the end of the doodah diner, it's been one heck of a ride. We have, you know, we have helped make memories and we have mattered. And just like I walked into the old mill today, Tasty Shop, and I get choked up because of the memories I've had in that building for 40 years. Right. And the people that I used to go to go there with that were very special to me. I know there's people that have those same feelings about my establishment. Right. And that means everything in the world that we were able to build something that mattered to so many people. You bet. That never even crossed my mind when he said, hey, honey, let's go look at this restaurant in downtown. <laughs> Listen to that evil giggle. That's right. <laughs> so, you know, as my sweet, dearly departed father said, we're not dead yet and they can't eat us and stuff happens. Yeah. He said it a little differently, but. Right. Um, well, we appreciate so much all the hard work you do at the Doodah Diner. We're glad to hear that people are coming in from out of, out of state and out of town. That's great news. Uh, and we appreciate so much you spending some time with us and sharing your story here with us today. We appreciate Timory and Patrick Shibley, owners of the Doodah Diner. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks, Bill. And Thanks, best Bill. of luck going forward. Thank Amen. You. Happy holidays. You too. <laughs> they still have their sense of humor. That's good to hear. We wish Timory and Patrick and all small business owners well. Here's hoping that we'll turn the corner on this pandemic soon. We hope you're doing well. Wear a mask. Keep your distance. Avoid crowds. Wash your hands. Sacrifice now, we can avoid more shutdowns. That's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 185. Check out all our podcast episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter and thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Creating the business concept turned out to be the easy part. The challenges that follow is where Equity Bank comes in. Equity Bank was built by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let them help your business evolve and solve your challenges. Tomorrow is here. 
Visit them today at equitybank.com backslash evolve. Be well and be safe. Have a profitable week.